Good afternoon, good evening. My name is Jacques. We're so blessed to have all of you here tonight on Christmas Eve. What an amazing opportunity to celebrate Jesus. Sons is okay. It's all right. I want to start with a question. What's the best thing about Christmas? Kids, you can also answer. What's the best thing about Christmas? Presents. Yes. Okay, I have a hand here. Yes. Wow. Parents, well done. Well done, parents. Good answer. <laughs> you guys should stay. <laughs> Yeah, mainly presents, right? Like, I ask myself, I ask my family, it's presents. And we know Christmas is all about Jesus. And somehow the world has managed to commercialize that. Even this morning, we, we, we were wrapping presents for tonight, you know, and we were thinking about tonight. I don't know, can I get a show of hands? How many people will open presents tonight? Like tonight. Okay, not that many. I think it's more Afrikaans culture. How many people will open presents tomorrow? Okay, more. Okay, there's some people that's not getting any presents. You're obviously naughty. Not nice. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, like Mervis says, that we are looking forward to opening, opening presents and receiving gifts. And I want to ask some of the kids. I want to take a chance with this. So kids, are you listening? What's the best present that you've ever got? Like from this kid's corner. Okay, stop with the right answers. Come on, guys. <laughs> Whose daughter are you? Come on. It's mine, that's why. Okay, something else. Like somebody say bicycle or, or something. This is, this is really not working. I'm sorry. I was, gonna, I was expecting like Playstations and socks, luminous socks. That's very cool. Okay. Some of these presents might be expensive, and some of them you might think, oh, I didn't get any good. I don't think I'm going to get any like, really expensive presents this year. But the message I want to give tonight is that the Bible says Jesus is the ultimate gift. I love our Mervis when he started with John 3.16 and that word that God gave. And I, that's all I want to talk about. I don't want to take much time with it, but that Jesus is the most awesome, biggest, best gift we could ever receive. No matter whether, you, whether you're rich or poor, it's for everyone. And it's just as valuable. It's the best thing we could ever get. And that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. Kids, you better listen. There's going to be a test afterwards, okay? Your presents are dependent on it. You get, so, okay. Okay. God the Father gave us the greatest gift ever. 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah wrote, and he wrote this in Isaiah 9 verse 6, For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his soldiers, soldiers shoulders. Afrikaans. And he will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Isaiah didn't just think about any child that was born. It was a child that would be all this. He was talking about Jesus 700 years before Jesus came. 
God gave Jesus to us as a gift. Because it says in Isaiah, unto us. Not for anybody, for just for fun. Unto us, was given to us. In the New Testament, many times, I think it's over 40 times, Jesus is referred to as a gift. It's beautiful to do a study on that. Jesus being the gift. I want to touch on just a few scriptures. So stick with me. I'm just going to bounce to a few scriptures just to emphasize that point. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. God gives it. 2 Corinthians 9 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. 1 John 5 verse 11. God, and this is the testimony, God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. God has given us. He's got this gift and He's giving it to us. Romans, it keeps going. I mean, there's lots, but I'll do one more. Romans 8 verse 31. If God is for us, who is against us? Where are we? Yeah. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all for us all. He chose to give that. He's the ultimate gift. You know, we all, everybody here, had to get born to have a life. Okay? To actually live a life, you had to get born, right? I think it happened to all of us here. Jesus did not need to be born to have a life. He did not need birth. He had eternal life already. For eternity, He had eternal life. He had communion with the Father and the Spirit. There was no need for anything. There was perfection. There was no need. But then, in the humblest way possible, at exactly the right time, the Bible speaks about at the perfectly appointed time, he became born. He became human. He had the challenges that a human has. He was uncomfortable. Imagine the, the stable or the, the cave where the stable was in. We went to Bethlehem. We saw this cave. It's a dingy cave. I'm sure they were fleas. You know, imagine. Have you ever thought about Jesus being bitten full of my fleas and things? Lying in a manger uncomfortable, dirty. He was fully dependent on his mother. If Mary didn't care for him, he would have died, like, like any baby. He went through all the development stages that a baby and a child goes through. From infant to childhood to adult. And he was restricted to a frail, clumsy, messy body. Doesn't that mess with your thoughts? You can't even imagine how that is possible. That the God of creation, the one who spoke things into being, the one who was there, in the beginning the word was God and the word was God. It messes with what we think a king should look like. It messes with our understanding, what a savior should be, what he should be doing. We can't comprehend our God so big. Firstly, chooses to send his son. And then for that son to go, okay, I'll go from where I am 
into that, into like a squirmy, screaming baby. Nobody could understand him. He had no special privileges anymore. He had no special powers until the Holy Spirit met him 30 years later. So we don't know how that was possible. But the bigger question is, why? Why would he choose to get born? The only being that's ever chosen to get born. Why would he choose that? Why would he step into time? Click, 2,000 years ago. And he's in history, in time. From eternity into time. That answer we do know. It's in the word. It's because he loves us. It's because he loves us. He loves us so to be the gift to us that saves us from what? From our own sin. From our own messed upness. Not because we are good. Not because we deserve it. Not because we're so nice that he just had to do it. No, because he is so good that he does it even unto us. That's why it's so profound that scripture, John 3.16, as you quoted, for God so loved the world that he gave as a gift, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. See, our sin is the problem. It's the problem, and that separates us from God. Because we sin, we are not acceptable to God. Sometimes we can't help it. Sometimes we can help it. So we need a man without sin in our stead. That's what Jesus was. Jesus is the gift from the Father that removes our sin. What incredible gift. Is the gift that solves the problem of sin. Is the gift that gets us back to God. Jesus wasn't born to live here. He was born so he can die here for us. Because of what we've done. The word says so, Romans 3.23 says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. All of us. Today alone. Today alone, I've sinned enough. Completely fall short of God's glorious standard. If you read Romans further, Romans 6, verse 23. And the wages of sin, the reward, not the reward, the punishment of sin, the payment for sin is death. But the free gift, it's again, the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus our Lord. The free gift. It's a free gift. And sometimes we hear that. We go, okay, all right, we've heard it before. I don't think anybody has never heard that scripture before. And you might think, that is too much. Sometimes we struggle to receive something so big. It, can't, it must be too good to be true. What's the catch? And God goes, there's no catch. I just want you. Nothing we can ever do can repay him. Nothing we do. We don't deserve it. All we can do is receive his
his gift. That's all he wants from us. Because the thing that's most valuable to him is us. I don't know why. But it's us. So the only thing we can give him back is ourselves. We can give ourselves. We can give him our hearts. That's most valuable to him. That is what Jesus came to be born, to live, to teach, to suffer and die for. Think of a dad in a family. And he's a good father. And every month he saves some money. A little bit of money. Like they're not wealthy. After almost a year, he has enough money to buy his child a present. And it's a beautiful present, whether it's a, it's called this remote control car or something, like a really valuable one. And he goes and he buys it and he feels the love as he wraps it and he puts it under the Christmas tree. And he has it there and it's to, to John, my son John. And Christmas comes and he's excited because presents are being given out and the present is there and he's going to give it to his son John and his son is sitting there and the father reads he says this present is to John and John sits back uh, I don't think I'm going to pick up that present and Christmas goes oh Christmas passes the Christmas tree is there it's getting old and the present is still under the tree and John is well, I don't know if that gift is really my thing I don't know if I'll you know it's, it's what my dad wants but how do you think the father would feel how much more a father that gives us his son as a gift And he's, through millennia, he explains to us he's going to be giving us a gift. He prophesies it. When he's there, he says, here I am, this is the gift. And still we reject him. We still say, no, that gift can lie under a tree. I'm not even going to open it. Sometimes we do receive the gift. Okay, I receive Jesus. And then we do nothing more. It's like, we gave my daughter Thea, we gave her roller skates. But if I just gave her the box, and she went, yay, thank you. And she walks around with the box. I love my roller skates. And she puts them on the shelf. Yes, I had roller skates. Never opens them. Never tries them on. Never enjoys them. Never learns how to use them. That's also what we do with Jesus sometimes. And when I see Thea, because she, she did open them, by the way, and she rides the whole house full with them, and it gives me joy to see her enjoy them. It gives me joy to see her get better at it and have fun. It gives a father joy to see his children enjoy what he gives them. If you are a father here, I dare you to disagree with me. The father gives the best gift. 
Are we receiving it? Are we opening it? Are we getting to know it? Are we enjoying it? It's the enjoyment of the Father, not just for us to receive it, but to get to know it and, and get to worship it. Because it's a person, it's Him, it's Jesus. Luke 12, verse 32, explains it like this. It is your Father's great happiness to give you the kingdom. It makes God happy. It brings Him joy. Another scripture I read that said joy. Colossians 1, 19. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in His Son. It pleases Him. It make, makes God happy if we receive His Son, get to know His Son, and enjoy Him. Just like a father is happy when he sees his child enjoy a gift. I'm almost done. Presents are coming closer, kids. Matthew 23, verse 37. This is Jesus understanding this. Having ministered for three years, and he's about to go and be crucified. And he looks out over Jerusalem. And he cries for the city, for the people. And he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, because they did. How I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. There's a longing to gather together and protect. And then, but you wouldn't let me. And Jesus is crying out because this gift is there. Take the gift. But he gives us free choice. You have to let him. You have to let him gather you. And Jesus Christ, but you wouldn't let me. How crazy is it that the God of creation would let us or would need us to let him in? He gives us free will to let him in or not. To let him gather us. Because he says that, because you wouldn't let me and he couldn't. To let him protect us. To let him save us. We have free choice to re receive this or reject this. Kids, you might not believe it, but today when there are presents under the tree, you, you have free choice to receive the present or not. I don't know how many people will do that. But if it's a no-brainer with a present like, I don't know, chewing gum, imagine the present of Jesus. It wasn't a clinical fix that God the Father did by sending Jesus as a gift. He gave us his heart. He was the most loving father, and he let his son get tortured to die. Jesus is the gift. This Christmas Eve, it's a time for giving and receiving presents. 
But will we receive Him? Will we get to know Him? If you know Him already, will you get to know Him more? And if you know Him as just like a general God, like general, like a general, not general like Alchemian, will you get to enjoy Him more? Will you get to love Him more? Will you let Him romance you? All those aspects are Him. Because today we can. That gift under the tree is for you. Do not leave it under the tree. Do not let that tree dry out. Because on 6th of January or some money, you throw that tree away. Present will be thrown away. He's inviting all of us. Amen.